Hello there. Hiya. Welcome to the, the Discussion Sake podcast. This is episode three. Uh, yes, it is episode three. Uh, today we've got music by Run the Jewels, Beach Boys and Sports Team, but no single of the week. A little, like, we're coming clean a bit here. We uh, sort of made a mistake last week. Yeah. Um, um, we mentioned that this week we'd be doing albums by Run The Jewels and Sports Team and The Rentals. Uh, we're not doing the album by The Rentals because we listened to it and there's nothing worth saying about it other than that it's a worthless piece of crap that should never be listened to by anybody. I'm not. I'm not. We're not exaggerating here. There is no redeemable qualities about that. I can't even call it an album. It's just a no. playlist of singles. It's like Song Machine if it had a stroke. But you may find that <laughs> you went like overboard. It. So, yeah. I, I couldn't. Get, I couldn't get through one song. I think I started that, listening to one and oh. it was just. Oh. It was yeah. PTSD. It was, it was too horrible to even talk about. Yeah, we, so, we, we literally couldn't come up with the customary fifteen minutes per album. No, I know we spoke about albums for longer, but customary fifteen minutes gives us more. You know. So, you know, we're just not covering it because why should we? It's bad. It's it's worse than bad. It's it's awful. So yeah, we're not covering it. But Jared, what are we yes. covering this week? So. We have albums by um, Run the Jewels, uh, Sports Team, and the Beach Boys. A wide genre related thing. Sort of like a salad. A salad of artists. <laughs> is that what the collective noun for artists is? It, well, it should be. In the salad, you have tomatoes and celery. They're like two completely different vegetables. It's like today we have. Run the Jewels, which is a, like a rap group, to a Beach Boys, which is, well, we all know the Beach Boys. I'll stop going on about salads now. <laughs> I mean, we do all know the Beach Boys, but not, some of us not too well, as we'll get yeah. into later. Um, yes. I suppose the first thing to say is there's no single of the week. Yeah. There's no, no one's releasing anything, you know. Yeah. All well, the bands. No one's releasing anything that we can talk about for fifteen minutes. Yeah. No, no one's releasing anything we care about. Okay. Eh? Yeah. I mean, there's things that's come out recently. It's just yeah. they they came out too long ago for us to go single of the week. Yeah. So. We we might have to drop of the week and just have single of recent. Single of recent times. Uh, let us know if you want us to do single of recent times. And uh, we'll set six months aside. This week we're talking about a single from the 1987 album. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name an album from 1987. I'm sure there is an album that I like, I like and I know from 1987. But from the top of my head, Probably I don't... Probably most definitely. I don't know one off the top of my head. Yeah. What um, a shame. Yeah, so just like... Drop us an Instagram thing and an Instagram thing. 
tell us if we should drop of the week. And it's the third episode, we're already changing it. Flipping heck. You don't you should get that to the end of the first season. Wait, oh, how many episodes in a season now? That's the question. I don't know. You don't want too many, but you don't want too little. Yeah. You I know, often find those American TV shows where they have 45 episodes in the full season. 40 episodes I just don't watch them. Too much content for a season. Then you get I mean, shows... if it's still 16.99, I'll buy it because it's 45 episodes for 16.99. But, but... You, get, you get shows that are just way too short. Yeah. You know, IT Peep Crowd. Show. IT Crowd. Se- yes, Six IT episodes crowd. per season. There was only Six three seasons. Per season. Yeah. Same with Peep Show, but there was like but, nine seasons. Yeah. So and it was a little bit more forgiving. Honestly? Yeah. I, d- I don't know which one I'd... I, d- I think I'd rather watch Peep Show. That sounds like a sin. I think yeah. I'd rather watch Peep Show. Yeah. But then again, I've watched IT Crowd that many times. Yeah. They both have their merits. Yeah. Com- they're, they're very merits. They're very different kinds of humour. Yes. Well, this is a good start for a music podcast, yes. isn't it? <laughs> Let's get off TV shows and seasons and salads. <laughs> salads. <laughs> and we're Again, gonna go is, that, is, that, is that the collective noun for musicians, for artists? We're going to no. start a petition oh. on change.org. You know, that, it's, for that it's, to be it's the not official a, it, time. It's not a gaggle of artists. It's not no. a group of, it's a salad of artists. <laughs> yes. That is the official term. Really, it should be a salad of genres. Good point. Salad of genres. Right. This is getting too complicated. Yes, off on. salads. Off salads. <laughs> We've been on salads for no, like no one wants five an off salad. No one wants an off salad. Especially if it's got egg in it. <laughs> right, off egg. salads. <laughs> Get off salads. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a beast back. Tire crack a craft magic, big daddy smoking big Cali in a black alley in a black granddaddy rolling down old Maddie as a black granddaddy, all back, no cabin, fat, black, both captain state floating, no flapping wave runner. I'm a gunner, I'm a hanging block, hot as a sauna all summer. And I put that on the uh, yeah, so first of all, seeing as it's probably the biggest release in the world this week, um, run the jewels four. This Which is I- the celery of the salad, <laughs> Wait, off salads, get off salads. Um, okay. You know, you know, as the name implies, it's the fourth album from Run the yes. Jewels, as Run the Jewels Four <laughs> sort oh. of hints at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Run the Jewels, the hip hop duo from America, made yes. of Killer Mike and LP, or as some people <laughs> like to pronounce it, Elp, Jared. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> Elp. I think I was even. Uh, I think I was doing it to um, be ironic. I mean, I people, pe- people, it, people but... also call him ELP. Yeah. Which is even more annoying because that sounds like a fucking gas company. <laughs> British Gas ELP division. Yeah, it just does. Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is tangents this week? Um. <laughs> We've spoken about the song, we've announced the album, and then right. we went... Right, okay. <laughs> Clear so, your mind. Kevin, I'll go to you first, because you always come to me, so I'm going to I do, I do always to come you. to you. Pass it back. 
It's like one of them fire things. Hot potato? Yeah, that. <laughs> it's like one of them fire things. Jack, oh, you're adding hot potatoes to the salad? Damn. Potato oh, salad. Now we've got a potato salad of artists. Stop talking about salads. <laughs> Get off salads. And it's genres, not artists. I'm just going to call this episode salads. That'd be so okay, right. right. Actually, on to the talking. What were you throwing at me? Well, what do you think? What are your opinions? Well, not opinions. What did you like about this album? Do you want the positives first? Yeah, we'll go for the positives first. Negatives in the middle, and then you can square it off with your ending. Main positive. The production's insane. Agreed. The production's very, very good. Yeah. Especially considering it was done by one person. Yes. LP does all of their production himself at his house. And that is why it is very good. Yeah, he knows what they want from their sound. You know, as it's listed on many websites, hardcore hip-hop. It yeah. is. It's abrasive. It's loud. It's all up in your face, in your grill. Fucking shouting at you. I don't know what he's shouting at you about. Yeah. Well, I do, because we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, main positive production's insanely good. Yes. I suppose other positives for me would include, I suppose this is also tied into a negative, at times, the flow's very good. Yes. At times, the lyrics are pretty good. You know, when this album's good, it's very good. Yes. But I feel like, from reading reviews of it from many different, you know, many different like news sources, reviewing websites, magazines, all that kind of thing, I feel like I'm one of the only people in the world who has some criticisms for it. You know, I probably have some criticisms for it as well. NME gave it 5 out of 5. Rolling Stone gave it 4 out of 5. Pitchfork gave it 8.3 out of 10. The Independent gave it 4 out of 5. It's been getting like 9s and 8s. 5 out of 5. 4 out of 5. Essentially, almost everybody who's listened to this album thinks it's like the best album ever. Yeah. Well, not ever. Best album of the year. Yes. Uh, spoiler, I'm not one of those people. Okay. But, again, I still like this album quite a lot. It's not like I'm hating on it. Yeah. So, yeah, the... you know, now you've chucked it to me, I'm chucking the hot potato back. Right. What do you like about it, Jared? Okay, so, they're, they're, they're listening to this album... Um, like, I know I've not been alive that long, but it sort of took me back to when I was first listening to hip-hop music and rap music and, like, some of the samples, they sounded very, like, classic, classic-y, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> starting off a review with, I know I've not been alive that long. Well, because I was going to say... Um, it took me back back in time to a time when hip-hop was 
classic samples, etc. But I wasn't alive yeah. during that time, so I've changed what I was saying after I said okay. that bit. I, g- I get you now. I understand what you mean. Yeah. I also, I also agree with your positive point. Because yeah. it is very classic sounding in places. Yeah. I mean, I'd say probably the main example of that is on this one of the singles. Yeah. Also one of my least favourite songs on the album. Ooh la la, ah wee yes. wee. It's so obnoxious, but it's yes. weirdly catchy. But yeah, that has like that classic vinyl yeah. sounding drum loop on it. Yeah. Also talking about that song, I, I liked the effect that they have on the piano. Like, because when the piano comes in, it plays a chord, but then it sort of pitches up slightly. It's weird, very weird. In fact, I probably wouldn't have even thought of using that if I was doing this song at all. Um, but that's just a testament I mean, to they know what they want to make and how they want it to sound. Just means they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. and... and it was just, just so good the way, the way it played, played a chord and then it would all pitch up at the same time. time. But it, it wouldn't pitch up. It's like it was sort of tuning, if you know what I mean. It wasn't like pitching up to a completely different pitch. It was just tuning itself slightly. Slightly. Ever but so tuning slightly. everything. It was sort um, of the opposite of tuning. But. Right. So, overall, what's your opinion then we can get into the negatives and stuff so overall what do you overall i thought it was a great album it was a very good great album there there were definitely better parts in it than others but overall it's a very great album it very um, relevant in today's political and non-political things that are happening in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just good. Um, something which is interesting. Yes. All of the songs... None of them were written by just the two of them. Yes, I noticed this as well, because I have it up on... I copied it off Wikipedia when I was getting the track list. You know, so obviously LP and Killer Mike are on all the songs. You know, that's what they do. But then, you know, some songs... Take Ooh La La, for example, has, what, seven other names on there? Yeah. And it makes me wonder yeah. how seven other people contributed to it. Well, it because it's, it's not... Eh. It's possibly because if they sample a bit of a song and let's say yeah. they take it from another person's song, if that person's song... Well, whoever wrote that person's song has to get a writing credit on their song or they pay them off. Mm. And the band don't have that many... Well, they have a lot of Instagram followers, but they don't have as many as they should or as many as other bigger artists. Like, I think they only have 293,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And they possibly don't have that sort of money 
for paying off other artists to get the rights to their song to use that bit so they mm. possibly just put writing credits in or it could be that those artists like contributed different bits to the songs I say artists I mean writers so just from looking at it quick it, they are mostly credits to the samples that we used so you know as I say uh, ooh la la has three, four, five, yeah, has them extra seven people on it as just who are all the people who works on the original song that it was sampled from. So yeah, it is all samples and things like yeah. that. Something which I find quite interesting. Yeah. This album's been getting five out of five, four out of five, you know, nine out of ten, all that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it only appeared in two charts worldwide. That's quite interesting. The US Billboard 200 at number 10. Right. Which is pretty impressive. Very impressive. And here's the weird part. Number 26 in the Scottish album charts. <laughs> that is amazing. What? So it only, it only charted in the US and Scotland. Can can we get can we start a hashtag? What? Get run the jewels to Scotland. I don't understand. Why is that a thing? Or bagpipes and run the jewels. Uh, but That'd be great. Can he sample them from Shoots and Ladders by Corn? Yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, okay. Um. So I think we can agree. Overall. It's just a great album. Yes. It's just great. Yeah. I mean, I will admit, I do have some problems with it. Yeah. But, you know, as I say, I've said every week up until now, they're very personal problems. Yeah. They're very, like, specific. You know, yeah. like, they're things that aren't coherently wrong with it. It's just things that... I personally would rather hear done in another way. Yes. Which I think is, you know, I think that's sort of a sign of a good album in the fact that, yeah. you know, it's not universally disliked, it's just disliked for certain things by certain people. You know, as much as I said the production's great, there is certain points where it can feel a bit weirdly, like, washed out. Yeah. No, I think it's on. Oh, what's the track called? I think it's it's either track three or track four. It's either out of sight or holy calamifuck, where one of the samples that's used under one of I think it's LPs versus as a string section comes in and hold on this one note but almost make it quite vibrato sounding. Yeah. But it gets very washed in with the beat and the ambient stuff that's also on the track so yeah. it sort of just becomes like static noise you know a couple of times the vocals are very loud yeah almost like you know they're not part of the mix they've been placed on top yeah. of the instrumental yeah that that's some of the annoys me about a lot of songs when it does that what they're putting vocals on top of the instrumental, yeah, placing it on top of the instrumental, not within, not together. Yeah, 
it, you lose the togetherness that you get if it's in the mix. I think I probably can forgive this album a little bit, yeah. considering how important the vocals are on this album. Yeah. But you know, some albums is not forgivable, which I'm saying that nicely brings us on to the the, the uh, elephant in the room with this album. Yes. Um, it's. Mm, I don't want to say entire content because the first couple of songs are not related to what the rest of the album's about at all. Uh, the album's mostly it's lyrical content, also to do with the time that it's released, obviously. Um, I would say this album's very lucky in the time it came out. I don't want to sound like an ass. I don't want to sound like I'm being really cynical about it. But I do think that the time that this album's been released is at least really small chance that that's partly responsible for how well it's been received. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm going, oh, it's only popular because people like this kind of thing. It's the trend right now to be anti-racist. Yeah. But as in, like, you know, imagine if this was released, I don't know, six months ago? Yeah. Just as we were going into, like, corona territory? Yeah. I don't think it would have been received as well. Or, like, at least not as many people... Would have gone, whoa, that's really important. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to come across as cynical about it being great and people liking its message. It's just I can't help but feel part of me thinks that the, the, mm, the background the in which it's been released to yeah. is partly responsible for, because the thing is, what they are talking about on this album with the lyrical content and things, it's obviously directly related. Yeah. But I think what stands this album apart is this album was written, I think it was summer last year. Yeah. So literally almost a year ago, they wrote these lyrics and stuff, which is now, you know, obviously synonymous with what's going on right now. You know, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast... Yeah. At the time that it's going on, you yeah. know, around June 2020, there's a there's a timestamp for you. Uh, yeah. That'll be an important date in history soon enough. Yeah. History students going into their GCSEs. Uh, I wonder what the big question is going to be. For 20 marks, outline the threats, response, and causes of the. The Black Lives Matter movement in 2020. Sad thing is, that's probably going to happen. This will probably be regarded as a historical moment. Well, I don't know why I said sad thing. It's kind of a good thing. It is a very good thing. We're not racists. Just to clarify, (laughs) we're not racists. You know, we like all kinds of salad. Yes. Uh, apart from salad cream, because that stuff is vile. Right. Salad cream is... 
Get off salads. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to move us on to features on the album because... Yeah. Yeah, there, there are a few features on the album. Pharrell Williams, Zach De La Rocha, Mavis Staples, Josh Hom. I am going to be honest. Most of the features I just really don't care about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that to sound like I'm dissing them. It's just most of them are not needed at all. Yes. Two chains on out of sight. Why was he needed? I don't yeah. think he was, if I'm honest. Yeah. You know, I've got to admit, track seven, just, featuring yeah. Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Roca, I find it quite ironic yeah. that they've picked those two. Because one, obviously Zach's done stuff with them before. Because obviously he was the... He was the... Well, it wasn't really a sample. He recorded the thing for it. He's the guy from Run The Jewels 2. Yeah. The, run them jewels fast. Run them, run them jewels. That sample, and that's him. Yeah. So that obviously he's been with them before. But this time he gets an actual verse. Actually... Does he get a verse in that song? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he does. I think he just says no. that one word. I can't remember what the word is. I just remember he, he keeps he keeps obviously repeating the run them jewels fast, run them run them jewels fast, run them run run run, run, run. fuck the slow mo that bit, and I'm fairly sure he just does that like over and over again. But obviously in this one he actually gets a verse, and it reminds me that he's actually good at rapping. When he wants to be. When he's not yeah. doing his weird... I'm about to offend a lot of Rage fans here. When he's not doing his weird... Oh! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. And it's not... Shut up. Don't get me wrong. The song's good and all that, but... I've never been that big of a fan of it. Which, to yeah. be honest, I've been crucified for in the rock community. You know, when I say I don't like killing in the name of that much. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, six, it's six song. minutes of the same two riffs. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin. Yep. So, I'm looking on Genius Lyrics, the source of all my... <laughs> the source of everything all... Everything I do on this podcast. Yep. Um, but... So he he does verse three with Pharrell Williams. Yes. Do you have anything to say about Pharrell Williams on the song? Is he is it needed? I mean, he does that. He does the hook, doesn't he? Yeah. But I mean, it's not exactly a good hook. Cause it's the fucking. What is it? Um. Can't remember the words now. Yeah, the, the look hook. at all these slave masters, a posing on your dollar. Get yeah. It. yeah. That was the that was the most white way of saying the lyrics. And then no, Zach yeah, because does the look at all these slave masters. Yeah, because like he does because Pharrell Williams pretty much does the pre-chorus because yeah. he intros the song, doesn't he? Because the song starts yeah. as. Mastered economics because you took yourself a squalor. Slave. And then, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not good. Not a good hook. And I, and I appreciate what the song's about, but it's not a good hook. 
very not that we're bit. not that we're not against slavery. We are no. against slavery. That's it's just the hook's not great. Yeah, and then obviously uh, Zach does his. Yeah, um, so some of the I've got to admit, track ten, pulling the pin, yes, featuring Mavis Staples and Josh Hull. Um, first thing I'd like to say, where was Josh Hull? Okay, so I've googled it. Apparently, he was doing backup vocals. Well, I've Googled it, and he was, what, from what I saw on Wikipedia, he was playing guitar behind Mavis Staples' bit, but the guitar I, had a weird synthesizer yeah, sound on it. I, I didn't so, hear it at So it all. didn't sound like a guitar. Yeah. I heard it after I read that thing. I I thought it could be louder. I mean, he is, a, he is supposed to be a feature, not a, you know, background part, as it were. Yeah. Mavis Staples at least got to sing a bit. I mean, I know Mavis Staples. Yeah. I'm guessing you know Mavis Staples as well. Yes. Do you? Well, I know that she was in that gorilla song. Yeah. That's about it, yeah. I'm a person into the light. I'm a looking yeah. in the mind. Look at your eye. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was best cover. But yeah, yeah. her. She... Probably the standout on that song. Yeah. Because she just does a great job. There's not really much else to say. Often that she does a very good job. Yeah. She does what she's paid to. She seems like an authentic source of what she's talking about. So yeah. I have no problems with it. Again, my main problem with that track is just home. Where were you, man? Should have pulled you forward a bit instead of just shoving you underneath her. You know, because you're listening to... Uh, Mrs. Staples have her moment where she starts talking about like really passionate things. Yeah, and then it's just but you ex- him riffing yeah, in the background. You, you expect me to also pay attention to Josh Homme doing a weird synthesizer guitar thing in the background? No, I don't care about that. If you put them at the same time, it could have been handled better. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know the features on the single Ooh La La. I know we're bringing up Ooh La La a lot, but that's because it's very probably one of my least favorite songs on the record. Um, Greg Nice is the Greg Nice is the guy that does the Ooh La La Ah Wee Wee. That's him. Right. And then DJ Premier. I, d- I don't know where he was, because again, I don't know. I'll look on Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> this is our source now. We just go to Wikipedia whenever we don't know anything. Okay, so well, you have to you have to do your research. Just to Okay, so quick thing. I'm sure you saw this album was released early. Yeah. The when was it? It was I forgot when it came. It came out on the second. Yeah, it was supposed to come out on the fifth, but it came out on the second. You know, obviously they—I don't know if you've seen. Did you see the message they put with it? Uh, yes, I read yeah, that. So yeah, so fuck it. Well, wait. Why wait? The world is infested with bullshit. So here's something raw to listen to while you deal with it all. 
We hope it brings you some joy. Stay safe and hopeful out there, and thank you for oh, giving I two friends the chance. I found out where he chance. is. You found out where he is? So, on the outro, he does the ooh-la-la thing with Greg Nice. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. There's another criticism for this album. The features weren't exactly handled great, apart from Mavis Staples. Yeah. And Zach Delerug. Yeah. Again, but I don't... Back on to what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, releasing it early... Obviously, it's only three days early, so it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. I mean, sort of a good decision. Yeah. Because, again, if, they, if they'd have waited till, you know, three days ago, at the time of recording this, three days ago... Yeah. Uh, they would have released it during the most violent part of the protest... They released it yeah. just as the protest was starting, which I feel was sort of a smart move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we go on to the end of this section, before we go on to, you know, our final thoughts, our favourite track to end off this little album section, um, yeah. I'd just like to bring it back to the lyrical content. Because... Right. To say this was written in, I think it was somewhat like August or October last year. Yeah. Um, it's insanely relevant. Yeah. Because I don't know if you, but probably one of the most lyrically potent things on the entire album is a track, Walking in the Snow. Yes. Um, where I think it's Killer Mike says it. Where his voice goes, and you so numb you watch the cops choke out a man like me, until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on your couch and watch it on TV, the most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. Right. The fact that they included I can't breathe when they wrote it in October of last year. How great of a timing is that? I mean, not great, obviously. Wrong word. It's almost as if they're um, time travellers. It's almost as if they started it. Conspiracy. Oh! When the Jews started the camp, the protests <laughs> to get a better reception for their album. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just that one lyric I felt was quite important to bring up in, the t yeah. in terms of... The I Can't Breathe bit was a reference to another man who died in 2014 who said that exact same thing before he died right. in the hands of the police. So, you know, it just sort of goes to prove that what they're saying is true, what the protests are saying are true. It's not a yeah. new thing. It's been going on for ages. And, you know, obviously... Them writing something last October doesn't prove that, but I mean, you know, I don't really know how to phrase it because obviously, being white males, me and Jared don't really know. I think I can speak for you, Jared, when I say we don't really have much experience in this no. topic. We don't have much experience with, to be honest, racism as a whole. I've never met anyone who's racist, I've never met anyone who's met a racist. So, 
it seems yeah. to me as if anything happens and then the racists scuttle out from underneath their bins and they come out of their weird dodgy pubs that serve minors, no ID required, and that's when they start complaining about, you know, all the people that are ruining in their country because we should all go back to how it was, you know, when we were all minors and getting lung disease at age of 26. They were the good old days. Everyone got pissed and chain-smoked at 15. Yeah. Great days. Fun days. Not, not fun days. <laughs> not fun days. <laughs> um, okay, Three so days. I'm going to... I'm going to move away from yes. that because I feel like, you know, it's not that we don't care about the topic. It's not that we're trying to steer away from it. It's just, you know, we don't want to bog this whole thing down too much Yeah. with, talk to, you know, obviously it's a very serious subject. It's just we don't particularly want to rant and start big this political isn't a place. opinions. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not a political thing. We're just mainly here to talk about the music, and it just so happens that the music relies on that message. Yeah. Can't help it. It's a vital part of the album, and that's one of the main reasons I like this album so much. Is it just feels very potent in societal. You know the whole. I don't know. I'm really bad at talking sometimes. I just don't know how to put it. It just fits in today's society yeah. very well. It's extremely relevant. Yeah. Okay, last thing. Jared, yes. Yes. do you have a favourite track? So this is very difficult. Um, I mean... I must say the main track that blew me away uh, was... Well, there were two. Two main tracks that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, the first track, Yankee and the Brave, episode F.4, in brackets. Back at it, like a crack at it. <laughs> Black magic. Yeah, that one. And Goonies versus dot E dot T. I don't think the dots are needed. No, the dots aren't needed, but I said them anyway because that's how the track is. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, I would probably... I sort of agree with that. I mean, I think... I do have a bit of a differing opinion. Considering my two favourites... Uh, one of them would it would probably be the last one a few words for the firing squad yeah. would probably be my favourite yeah. and then after that it would it would probably have to be pulling the pin just because right. I feel like those are the two that really stand out in terms of the message and the actual content of the album the most Yeah. yeah. I can confirm for you that I am going nowhere near I think it is out of sight or is it holy kalama fuck the one where they adopt the trap rhythm, and it oh. fucking terrible. As in, you know, you used to kill a mic yeah. and some great bars, some great flow, and then it comes into this one song, and he's literally just going, hurda, hurda, burda, shiver, hurda, but ha. And I'm just like, Shut yeah, the I, I fuck. think it's 
Like, you know, if, if, if it was anyone other than Killer Mike, I would have just immediately gone, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, it's track four. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my favourites between the last two songs on the album. Yeah. And what, they, what they, was were, yours? they were very good songs as Yankee well. They were very Brave, close to my list. Yankee and the Brave, episode four, and Goonies vs. E.T. Yeah, they're high up there for me. Yeah. I would probably say my third one after that is Walking in the Snow. But that's just because. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just feel more potent yeah, yeah. to the. Yeah, okay. Is that all you really want to say? Have you got anything else that you feel we could mention? Not really. No? I think we've mentioned it all. It's just. It, it really is an album for the times. Yeah. You know, who. It's one of them albums where, you know, in 20 years, 30 years, people might hear it and go, oh, yeah, it's all right. But, you know, I feel like people are connecting with it more because of the current events. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Right. Overall, very good album. Yeah. Slight problems, but I probably will come back to it. I don't know about you. I'll probably listen to it again in the future at some point pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Next right. time there's a global disaster. Yeah. You know, yeah. T- you know, if we wake up in a couple of weeks' time and you know, the floor is lava, yeah. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will listen to this album again. <laughs> I'm gonna start fucking bopping on a table in the middle of a lake of lava with my salad, my salad yes. of artists. Without salad cream. No salad cream. I'll, 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 I'll chuck the salad cream in the lava. <laughs> yes. No, you can get out of here with your fucking vinaigrette as well. Yeah. Chuck the vinaigrette in the lava as well. Yeah. It's just vinaigrette. Dry salad. Dry, Dry salad. salad. <laughs> okay. I just hit my table. So, it was horrendously loud. So I think that ends it for that album. Yes. What a great way to wi- round it off. Dry salad. And we've been on that album for so, like 40, yeah. 40, 40 minutes. Not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was one of the Jewels 4. I would urge people to listen to You know, I doubt there's anyone listening who hasn't heard it. But if you haven't yeah. heard it, I would urge you to go and listen to it because I think it's a very important record to hear right now. Yeah. But obviously, we're not great at expressing things like that. No. So... Time to move on to a band who thinks they're really good at expressing things like that, but in truth they So the next, the next album is Deep Down Happy by Sports Team. Oh, Sports Team, your favourite band, is it not? <laughs> um, okay, so for anyone listening who hears just me and Jared laughing at random things that you wouldn't normally find funny, it's just because. Um, 
I know, me, me and Jared have a bit of history with this band. We have a history with people who like this band. And there's a lot of things, like inside jokes to do with this band, that me and Jared find very funny. Yes. Yeah. So if you hear us laughing at something that you wouldn't consider funny, it's probably because... It's an inside joke. Yeah. Why so serious? I think... <laughs> Society! <laughs> I think... I think my favourite thing about Sports Team is their Wikipedia bio. Yes. I don't know if you've read the Wikipedia bio. No, you. I haven't. They are a UK indie rock band who met whilst studying at Cambridge University. According to The Guardian, their songs romanticise Middle England with topics such as weather spoons, flip phones, the M5 and fishing. That's it. Right. That's their entire bio That's great. on Wikipedia. You know, there's songs that romance those stuff in, with topics such as the M5 and fishing in songs yes. such as M5 and fishing. Yeah. Um, so, upon listening to this album... Yes. Okay, let, let's get it out of the way. Jared, do you like this album? It was a lot better than I expected it to be. Okay. Like the, the new songs on the album. We might get. Oh my god. We might get some discussion here. Ooh. Actual discussion on for discussion's sake, not just me and Jared agreeing with each other. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you argue your point after me. After I tell you my opinion, I want you to argue right. your view on that. For okay. me, the four new songs that you'd not heard before. Yeah. They were very boring to me. Right. Okay. It's actual discussion time. Jared, yes. tell me why I'm wrong. Tell well, me why I'm racist. I don't racist. necessarily think you're wrong or racist. <laughs> um, but I'm tossing the wrong salad, so to speak. <laughs> I just thought, I thought listening to them, yeah, although they were new songs, I thought in the places that they were, worked quite well in the context of the album. So if, if we go, so... If we go to Lambda, like it's a very high energetic opener, has good old Rob Nags on vocals. There's. Okay, no, I'm going to shut up. You keep going. Um, and yeah, it's just the high energy opener song that goes straight into a, another high energy song not sung by Rob Nags, sung by Alex. Gotta specify. So, is it sung by Rob or not? Well, you have to. Um, so, Kevin, what are your... What, so, what is your thing to what I just said? <laughs> argument, <laughs> argument. Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't know what it was. It was just, when I listened to this album, the ones that weren't released as singles, I just find them a bit... You know, they're not bad. They're yeah. just a bit average. Yeah. But then again, I think that's this album's problem. Yeah. I won't go into it now, because I'll get into it a little bit later when I'm talking about my overall problems with this album. But, you know, Lander's alright. You know? I'm not going to lie. I'd probably like it a bit more if it wasn't Rob. Same. Because, again... Well, not again, because I haven't said it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is your debut album. 
many people are going to listen to this album as like a third. Yeah, this is going to be lots of people's first introduction to Sports Team. They're going to go, whoa, debut album. It's just got like four out of five in NME. Let's go listen. The first song they'll hear is Lambda, which doesn't have the vocalist on vocals. Yeah. So for me, I feel like it's a bit of a, why would you put that first, or why would you at least not have Alex doing vocals on the first track? Yeah. You know? To me, that just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. You know, obviously, if they did it a bit more before, yeah, maybe. Because, you know, yeah. this is going to be a very weird thing to compare Sports Team to. But Blink-182, you know, when they swap vocals, it's normal. Because they've done it since the start. You know, they swap vocals mid-song. So it, you're used to it. But with Sports Team, obviously, they'd never done it until they released Here's the Thing. Yeah. And so I just don't think people are expecting Rob to sing an entire song yet. Yeah. Which is, yeah. You know, and then you've got the other ones. I, I, honestly, I've forgotten what the other most of them are called. You've got the last one. Feels Like Fun. Pretty sure that's an original. Yeah. Well, they're all original. Yeah, I know, but the new Stations yeah. at the, of the Cross. Yeah, and Born Sugar. Born Sugar, Sugar. yeah. So they're the four that, you'd not, that we'd not heard before this album. Lander, Feels Like Fun, Born Sugar and Stations of the Cross. And honestly, they are the four that I like the least. Yeah. No, again, no explanation why. I'm just not a fan. I don't know. They yeah, just yeah. feel a bit, you know, when they're stuck in between the other tracks, they just feel a bit lacklustre. Okay. So, me, I feel pretty much... Okay, so I see everything that you've done and I say I agree with everything that you've said. But I think the other tracks, they just make the album better. I know that most of them okay. I've heard before because they've been released so, previously. Okay. It, like, for instance, okay, so this one, uh, so the Camel Crew, first released on the EP. <coughs> that did not work whatsoever. I know. <laughs> so Camel Crew first released on their EP. So they re-recorded it for this album, I'm pretty sure. It doesn't sound yeah. like the original. No. Question. Yes. Do you prefer it? I don't know. I think I do because I like the vocals more. Like he's done, he's added little bits. More, more, more discussion, Jared. Yes. Okay. I really don't like this version. Right. Okay. I would much rather not listen to this version than to the original. Okay. Uh, my main thing when I first heard it was I went, oh, Camel Crew, yeah. Why is there so much gain on the guitar? Yeah. yeah. That and the fact that, right, this proper pissed me off when I first listened to the album. It's a very specific thing. You know in the original? Yeah. Yeah? It does the... I don't know if you noticed, they missed a note out yeah. of the new one. <laughs> I don't know if you Sweet. noticed. No, I didn't. They don't go... He goes... But there's so much gain on it, you can hardly tell. It's annoying. Right, right. And okay. I've got to admit, the lead guitar thing, I, 
I get it's probably what they were doing for a style. It's sort of sloppy. Yeah. You know, it's not perfect, but I feel like that's what they were going for. But, you know, it's one of them songs where it's got such a memorable lead guitar line. It needs to be a perfect run through, otherwise it's just going to sound a bit... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I do sort of agree with you on the fact that the vocals are a bit better. Yeah. It's just for me... The fact that the guitars got, for some reason, put on steroids. Yeah. But then were kept to try and sound like an indie song. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it didn't work for me. I'd much rather okay. listen to the original Winternet's version. Right, okay. Uh, still on Camel Crew, I thought the production was much better mm. on it. Uh, it just had more clarity to it compared to the Winternet's version. I think the thing to compare with them is it's quite difficult because both releases have very different aesthetics. Yeah. You know, personally, I prefer the Winternet's aesthetic. I prefer the, you know, not rock rock sound. I prefer the more indie rock centred sound that's just changed a little bit. Right. You know, that's one of the things, one of my main problems with this album is I feel like it thinks it's a lot rockier than it is. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. It, it feels like... it's Especially on songs like Going Soft. Yeah. You know where Al moves to the crash beat and the guitars go full, like, I'm presuming they're power chords? Like, full-on, just distorted power chord thing. And I think it just feels like it's a lot I don't right. say heavy. I feel like it, it feels like it's a lot he- rockier than it actually is. Yeah. I mean, it's, feel free to disagree. It's just. I mean, I don't think I disagree. Because I think I think I, I, think I, think I sort I of like, like it, it because it's it's not, not just, just they've released, released another, another you know, you know like a. See, same, same level in the album, but thing. I I feel like they didn't need to do it, because okay. I feel like even without that inclusion of you know the bigger rock sound, it still as a whole would have sounded very different to everything they've done before. Okay. Because you know, Winternets was very focused on the leads. It was focused on the lyrics. Yeah. You know. Then Keep Walking was a lot more focused on acoustic guitars and more melody than anything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one is a lot more energetic than, you know, the songs like Here It Comes Again, you know, Here's The Thing. They're a lot more energetic than anything they've done before. Yeah. You know, even even a song like M5 is not exactly energetic, is it? No. It's like mid-tempo. Yeah. I mean, I can go into... Do you want me to go into my main problem with this album? Yes. Right, so imagine you've gone into a record shop looking for this album. Yeah. You don't You don't know anything about the track listing or you've just seen, oh, Sports Team's released now. I've heard a few of their songs have released over the past few months. To go get the album. You walk into like HMV or Rough Trade or something, pick it up, 
Oh. 18 quid for a vinyl. Let's have a look. You turn it over. Four songs you haven't heard. Do you really want to pay 18 quid to hear four songs you haven't heard? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't really know Sports Team Minutes is their introduction, I'm sure it's fine. But, you know, for someone or for people like us who have been there for the release of every one of these songs, you yeah. know, there's 12 tracks. Eight of them were singles. Eight of them were songs that they just released for no reason. Yeah. I feel like they should have toned down the releasing thing. Yeah. You know, songs like Fishing, The Races, they were just pumped out because they had them. You know? Yeah. Oh, we have this song recorded, let's just release it. I would have saved them two for the album. You know, I feel like... Yeah. You know, if it... <clears throat> I, Mm. It, it sounds not very nice saying it, but because of all the songs, you know, they've released them before. Yeah. This yeah. album feels a lot more like a playlist with I get, yeah. a yeah. couple of new songs chucked in. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And that's my main problem with this album. It yeah. doesn't feel like an album. It feels like a singles collection with a couple of songs that they didn't care too much about chucked in. Yeah. You know, why, why wasn't, you know, why wasn't Lander released as a single? Why yeah. wasn't Born Sugar released as a single? Who knows? Just sort of, you know, that's my problem with this album. It doesn't feel like an album. Yeah. And I know people are probably going to go, oh, no, that's not the point. Well, it's my opinion. It just doesn't feel yeah. like an album. I'd much rather put these songs on a playlist and put them on shuffle with a bunch of other songs they've already put on. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to tell me how I'm wrong? Because I have a feeling you don't agree with me. Well, it's not that I don't agree with you. In fact, I do agree with you a lot, which is why we shouldn't. Why a discussion podcast isn't really, doesn't really make <laughs> Putting much discussion sense. in the title. Yeah. Put like no <laughs> discussion in it. Um, yeah, I do agree that it's pop. It does sound like a playlist, but I think that's why I like it so much. Because I like playlists. I like I like structuring my playlists so they start off energetic, go a bit down, quieter a bit, and then at the end they just sort of go back up again to that high energy sort of thing. And I thought, and it's like, the, well, the the drop in the middle is sort of. Drop a bit, goes back up again for a long time, and then drops at the end, on literally on the last song, and then goes back up in the like last chorus. But I felt yeah. this album just sort of had that thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that's why I liked it. Well, I didn't really like it so much. What am I saying? I liked it. Um. I'm going backwards now. This is I not think good. Uh, what? Mm, sometimes. Mm, th- sorry that I'm sort of completely flipping the topic here. Hmm. But sometimes, in terms of like their lyrics and stuff, yeah, it feels as though they're sort of pandering to their audience. Definitely. If that makes sense. 
you know, the, literally the opening track, Lander with Rob doing the, oh, you've been waiting for a while down there yeah. by the older shop, Municipal Gardens. Do you think sometimes on weekends when it gets light you could swim there? You know, there's all the, um, where is it? He's, he's got the, you know, I've been packing lunches, you know, I want to be a lawyer or someone who hunts foxes. You can get an Uber there for £4.55. You know, it just sort of feels like they're going, hey, look, fans, we're being a cheeky middle-class band. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know, it kind of feels like they think they're really fucking funny because they're like, we're yeah. middle-class and we know it. You know, enter LMFAO drop. Yeah. Just fucking, just Rob Nag stood. I'm middle class and I know it. As he starts to like shuffle, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're definitely pandering to their audience, but you know. Yeah. And on the weekends, it goes out for a bit to the slug and lettuce or weather spoons if that shit. Who cares? Yeah. Talk about going to a pub. Who cares? You know, I don't want to sound really negative, because I do like yeah. this. I do like this album. I like most of the songs on this album. It's just, oh, sometimes the lyrics can get really on my nerves. Yeah. Because it does sort of feel like they are sort of, you know, I think they've recognised that. They've recognised their fan base. Yeah. And that's the main thing I don't like about this band is their fan base. Yeah. Ooh, spoilers. Fun. You know, they're the epitome of a... Yo, you drink dark fruits, that's gay. They're the epitome. They're, yeah. Their fan base is the epitome of yeah. dark fruits is gay. They say that and then they go home and drink dark fruits. No, they drink the little dark fruits rip-off. Yes. What's it called? <sighs> don't... I don't really care. Isn't it like, Is it like stone, stone something? Probably. As it, you know, uh, I don't really think there's much else I can say. Yeah. You know, about like the lyrical content in terms of just. Uh, it makes me physically go, what are you doing at some points? Yeah. Because, you know, but then you get a song like The Racers. Yeah. yeah, but the lyrics are genuinely good because yeah. he's criticizing, criticizing some people of like society and all that kind of thing, and I don't really, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but you know, then you get songs like, I, I, again, I, I've got to come back to Elanda, which is my main yeah. one where I go, because eh, it just, the whole thing's just. So yeah, yeah. the band going, look, we're middle class. That's funny. Ha 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 ha. I know that sounds a bit exaggerated. Yeah. But sometimes I get the feeling that they're genuinely like that. You know, they've yeah. realised that their fans like them because they act like they're middle class. Because they are middle class. But yeah. yeah. <sighs> I mean, I feel like I'm rambling a bit, so I'm going to 
toss the, I'm going to get the hot potato out of the salad bowl and chuck it back to you and see your response Stop to what I've just been about saying. Salads. <laughs> Leave the salad. Okay, so I think so, the main, main differences between the way me and you think about an album is that I focus more on the music and how things are sung, like the melody and the tune, etc. Which is, I'm you'd sure, be, you'd yeah, be, it's the same I, thing. Uh, just quick side note, I didn't yeah. put in. You'd be hard pressed finding a melody on this album. There you go. That isn't just Rob or Alex going, "Ha, huh, I'm middle class and I've got an accent." There you go. <laughs> so most of these songs, no, I'm gonna go down the pub, have a couple of pints, go meet my friends. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. I will step out now and let you continue. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I focus on the music and the way that things are sung, like melodies, etc. Whereas Kevin analyzes, well, yeah, analyzes lyrics, etc. Well, I do a bit of both. It's just I pay yeah, more attention do, to the lyrics yeah. than you. And I think that's why the lyrics bug you more. But uh, as in songs like, like you know, where it's on about middle class, but, yeah, etc. Stuff but, I'm saying. I think that's why it bugs you more, whereas I don't generally focus on the lyrics a lot. But and most meanings I get are from um, genius there, lyrics. There's also, there's also the thing of when you, you know, study the music, you yeah. study the actual music. Yeah. Whereas, as anyone who saw my now-deleted reviews on the Instagram account, I tend to think of the music almost as another way of lyrics yeah so, i mean you know i don't know if you actually read any of my reviews in full i don't blame me if you didn't because oh, they're did. about they were about did. they were about four word document pages long and they were way too long so the whole reason we started this podcast because i couldn't be asked to type essays anymore yes. um but now they're two hours 20 minute reviews yeah which is a but thing you love to, to you know it it was sort of I see the music as a accompaniment, as a, you know, as a partner to the lyrics. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, if you were to read, just, if you'd never heard of this band at all, never heard of Sports Team, and you just read the lyrics, what you hear musically is pretty much what I'd expect it to sound like musically from reading the lyrics. Yeah. Very cliche is the translation. I'm also very sorry because I butted in again. So, Jared? I don't mind. You can continue. I mean, it was just me saying that we think about it differently, and that's probably why we'd like this album differently. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I just want to say it quick. Yeah. I'm most likely not coming back to this. Right. Well, I'm not going to lie. Before okay. this album came out, I had yeah. not listened to a single sports team song in God knows how long. Months. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just sort of stopped listening to them a while ago. And now I'm just sort of like, yeah, they're a decent band. Yeah. Didn't feel the need to listen to them loads. Yeah. You know, it's like... Um, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, a band that are good live, and you go see live as many times as you want, but, like, actually listening to them, I just wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chiefs, prime example. Yeah. You know, I don't listen to their actual music a lot. 
Yeah. But if they ever play near me, I'll go because they're great. Yeah. You know, I feel like sports team are a live band more than anything. Yeah. You know, I'll be interested to see how the unreleased tracks hold up live. Yeah. With the softer tones and stuff. I mean, do you have else to say? Actually, quick, what's your yeah. favourite track? Uh, difficult. Uh, it's probably either fishing. Here's the thing or the races. So I'll just listen to like half the album. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think I could. I don't think I could pick a definitive favourite. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah, you know, fucking, there's a moth flying at me. It's trying to kamikaze me. Um, you know, mm, here's the thing with Beyond there. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I'd probably put the races in there. Yeah. And then... Just for sort of nostalgia, not even nostalgia reasons, just for like memories, memories, I might have to put Kutcher in there. Yeah. But yeah. that's just because that's one of them songs where it makes me think of, you know, standing in the dark next to that train line in Sheffield. Yeah. With Jack shoving Amstel in a Coke bottle. You know, me complaining at people because they bought the wrong beer. Yeah. Just makes me think of that. I was just standing there. You were just standing there. It was kind of funny. Because we loved, we loved that drinking orange. We loved that case of beer across that pitch black yeah. train tunnel. Everyone was just, just shitting himself. If you're from Sheffield, you need oh the train tunnel. Fucking god! I mean, kamikaze by moths. Do you want to take a second to demoth the room? Uh, no, it's gone somewhere. It's probably watching right. me. Okay. It's probably going to come and whack me in the face at some point in a minute. Yeah, so I'd have to say either Kutcher or here's the thing, or maybe the races. Yeah. yeah. Do you got else, uh, else to say about this album? No, not really. Oh, so oh there was there was one thing. Oh, I've just remembered, whoa. just remembered. Whoa. Quick. I'm not going to lie, the amount of tracks where Rob Nags was singing the majority of the song, I did Google after it finished, is Alex Rice leaving sports team. <laughs> it did feel like it did feel like they were training Rob up to replace but him. It, 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 it's sort of, it's this thing of, oh, Alex is singing, that's cool, Rob's playing guitar. Oh, Rob's singing, what's Alex doing? Doing that weird thing where he taps on his chest and shouts at people in the audience, even though they can't hear him. Or is he just sort of stood there, going, like, nodding his head? Who knows? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that was literally so, it. That's the first album we've ever had a proper discussion on. Yeah. Jared likes it a lot more than me. Well, I wouldn't say a lot more. I like it more than you. Yeah, because... To be honest... I'm surprised you're not more surprised at my opinions on it. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I agree with I all your opinions. Right. I just like it more. I'm just really... Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I was scrolling through Genius. I was on yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sports Team's page on Genius. And the top Sports Team scholar is Sean Brimacon. <laughs> of course it is. Flip it out. Right. Oh, it's just him making crap jokes. Cool. Oh, we did oh, we put did some put about that. Right. <laughs> what a great way to end it. Yes. Um. So, that was it. Yeah. That was sports team. Deep down happy. Yes. Jared likes it. I'm not sure if I like it or not. Yes. Yeah. This discussion is not going to last too long. Right. Just, just, I'm just going to put that out there really quick. Okay, this last okay. section. I don't think it's going to last as long as like last week's did. Right. Okay. But I, I don't know why. I just don't think it is. So, okay. uh, for people who didn't listen to last week, what the fuck are you doing? Go listen to it. Uh, yeah. Go. No, actually, no, don't pause it now. Finish this one. Then, then go, go and listen to last week's. Yeah. While you're at it, listen to episode one as well. Help. Um, why did I say help? I think I meant to say help us out. Right. But I just said help. <laughs> <laughs> so I sound like I'm being held hostage in my front room. <laughs> By a salad with a knife. Yeah. Salad with a flip knife. <laughs> Enough about Great. salads. <laughs> salads! Um, essentially. Yeah. For people who don't know, why don't you know? Um, we do this section at the end of each episode where we take it in turns to pick an album that we feel would just be interesting to talk about. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just an album that we feel could be beneficial to talk about. And the first week, which was episode two, it was my pick. And we covered... United by Fate by Rival Schools, which we both agreed is a very good album. Yes. So, last week, um, well, Jared, would you like to explain your thought process behind picking this album? Right. I'll try and remember what I said. If not, I'll just copy and paste a bit from last week. In. But, so, from what I, what I can remember, Kevin didn't, hadn't really listened to any... Of, uh, any of this band before well I said the band at the beginning so it's Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys Kevin hadn't really listened to any Beach Boys albums and I could, I could tell from his 
uh, from what is taught from what our discussions about them have been before that he was judging them based off their uh, surf pop music. Yeah, I'd mostly heard their singles, like their big singles, and like Barbara Ann and yeah, Good Vibrations. Yeah, you know, and, I, and obviously hearing them is why I went. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, and uh, that, that one, one Surfing surf USA. USA. Oh, oh, can't forget Surfing. All Mike USA. loves, all Mike all loves stuff. Yeah. Um. So um, that's why that's I chose, why I chose Brian, Brian Wilson's. Well, <laughs> Brian I, it, Wilson's pet sounds. Well, <laughs> it, it essentially is. It's his solo project, but was released with the Beach Boys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it to Kevin. What for? What What do you want to know? So. So, well, it's your first time. I assume it's your first time listening to this album. So, it's, what did you think? I'd heard at least four songs off it before. Right. But I'd never listened to it in full. I'd never listened to a Beach Boys album in full. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will start it off by saying it was a lot better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. But, here's the big right. but. I still don't love it. Okay. I like it. And there's songs on it which I do quite like, but like as a whole, I would just say it's good. I wouldn't say right. it's great. I'd just say it's good. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm presuming you think it's quite good. It's I'm probably up like there in some of, in like the top ten favorite albums ever. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very far away from mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're actually getting another discussion in. Yes. yes. Um, this week this is discussion week. week. Next week will be three discussion. albums that we love and have yep. the same opinions on. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say, really. Is yeah. there anything you want to specifically know about how I feel? Well, well mm, not, not... Well... well there's things I want to bring up about the album. Um, can, can I bring something not, up really quickly yes, first? Yes. Um, I would just like to say that it has been described as the most progressive pop album ever. Yes. And um, apparently Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Wilson, his goal with this album was to create the greatest rock album ever made. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm just going to read a little bit from the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Pet Sounds is regarded by musicologists as an early concept album that advanced the field of music production, introducing non-standard harmonies and incorporating elements of pop, jazz, exotica, classical and the avant-garde. Yeah. That's it. Right. Okay. This album could not be replicated live and was the first time a group departed from the usual small ensemble electric rock band format. Yeah. Okay. In 2003 and 2012, Rolling Stone ranked Pet Sounds second on its lists of the greatest albums of all time. Fuck off. Sorry. That um, list is actually where I first heard of this album. In 2004, I was just doing it with a friend. In, well, 
In 2004, it was preserved in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. You know, right. I, I understand it was a big album. I understand yeah. that it, you know, it had a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my first listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie, my most, my biggest thing that I thought the entire way through why is it so sad? Well, you say it's that. A, it's a it's lot sadder than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it is quite... It, I mean well, more instrumental-wise, because I'm not going to yeah. lie, I didn't pay much attention to the lyrics. Well, it's, it's a good thing, because I went on Genius Lyrics and got a lot of meanings of Genius Lyrics and stuff to discuss. But, yes, the, the, the music is quite sad. Apart from on the first track, where the music is probably the happiest it is in the whole song, and the lyrics are quite sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of is. Um, something I think is quite cool. Yeah. Well, not cool. It ties into one of my biggest points about what I noticed about this album. Yeah. yeah. I said, on my upon like my third listen, yeah. I said to myself. I've realised what most of this album sounds like. Yeah. This is going to be a very specific thing, so if people don't understand this, then, oh well, you should get it, because you should have heard it. Yeah. Most of this album... Yeah. ...sounds like something that will be on the second half of an album like Revolver. It's funny you mention that. It's funny you mention yeah, that. but as in, I'm sure didn't... Um, I've forgotten which one of them said it. One of them, um, I think it was Brian Wilson, said that his main inspiration was Rubber Soul. Yes. So, so I'm going to cut in here. So okay. basically, uh, four years before this album came out, Brian Wilson basically had a breakdown and stopped touring with the Beach Boys. So they would go off and tour and he'd stay back and write the music for the new albums. So the person they got to replace... Brian Wilson, um, on tour, became an official member, so he was doing all Brian Wilson's bits live. And so when they released Pet Sounds, they were all in a meeting, and all the beat, all the other Beach Boys sort of, well, half of them loved it and half of them hated it. Mike Love hated it because he said that it was borderline offensive and he wouldn't, he wouldn't even sing some of the words. The record companies also hated it, even though it was the most expensive album to produce at that time. They decided to go with a greatest hits album instead and release Pet Sounds on the down low. So, uh, Brian Wilson's replacement, while they're on tour in the UK, took Pet Sounds to Pete Townsend, uh, Pete Townsend's house, and him and Pete Townsend were like rooming together for a while and so they were like clubbing around and stuff and I'll skip a bit but John Lennon and Paul McCartney came to listen to Pet Sounds in the in that hotel room and Paul asked for them to play it twice because he liked it a lot and then they released 
what was um, Revolver. So, essentially, you can sort of say that this album inspired Revolver. Even though it was inspired by the album that came before Revolver. Yeah. See, something I find quite funny Yeah. is Brian's quote was that he rushed home to his wife yeah. and said, I'm going to make the greatest album, the greatest rock album ever made. And then he said that his reaction to Rubber Soul was that he liked the way it went all together, the way it was one thing. Yeah. And this is the bit that I like, or rather dislike. It was a challenge to me. It didn't make me want to copy them, but to be as good as them. I didn't yeah. want to do the same kind of music, but on the same level. Now, I'm not sure I can speak for you because we've never talked in depth about the Beatles before together. Yeah. But if he thinks this album is anywhere near Rubber Soul, he is a madman. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm presuming you heavily disagree with that. Well, I don't. For it's... me, this album comes. Well, yeah, okay. So Not very close to, like, anything the Beatles did, other than, like, early Beatles. Yeah, so for you, um, Rub- Rubber Soul is, I mean, you said you the best Beatles album, or your favourite Beatles album. Uh, it's it's a tie-up. I have, like, it's between Rubber Soul and the White Album. Right. So, essentially, well, I don't know why I said essentially, but... So... I don't I think, think Pet Sounds, Pet Sounds is, at is at all on the same, same par as Rubber Soul. But it's not the same sounding. No. It goes to completely different sounds. Yeah. yeah. But I think but I think, it, it, I think in terms of impact, it had a very similar impact in that, you know, it just yeah, it hit just the hit same to some people, people, if you know what I mean. Yes. So, like, for instance, Paul McCartney said it was, he, he said it was a good album. He pro- I think he said more about it, but I don't want to get it wrong. Because if I get it wrong, then I'll get people like, you got it wrong. Um, but he, he said he, he, I'm pretty sure he said it's one of the best albums that he's heard. Don't hold me to that. Oh, I think I know what you're on about with the Paul McCartney connection. Yeah. Um, just to confirm, yeah, yeah. this is going to sound weird to anyone if this is true. I'm presuming this is a bit after you've cut. Yeah. So people are going to hear this. But okay. Yeah. Listeners, ignore that. We didn't cut anything. Um, I think the connection you were going for was God Only Knows. Oh, yeah. He which, likes which, that song, I, which I might add was written in under an hour. Yeah. Um... Paul McCartney claimed it was the greatest song ever written. Yeah. Yeah. Which, to me, is a bit weird, considering, to me, it sounds a lot like a band trying to sound like, you know, all you need is love. Something like that. Right. Not, like, musically, as in, like, them going, wow, that song. Let's do that. And then... You know, that's what they come out with. Yeah. Oh. All I can really say about this album is I don't want to sound like I'm being a stuck-up little mm, millennial, not even a millennial, mm. like Gen Z kid, but, you know, 
we're not even Gen Z, are we? I don't know what generation I am. Um, I'm, I don't want to sound like that because I don't want to sound like one of them going, uh, no, this album's old, it's bad. Because it's not. It's a good yeah. album. Yeah. There's a few songs on it which I legitimately would just listen to like by themselves. But I disagree pretty much wholeheartedly with the claims that it's like one of the best albums ever written. But that's because I'm going to do a weird comparison here. For me, it's like sports team. Yeah. I don't think it works as one big cohesive project. Right. I can't really describe why, if I'm honest. Okay. It's just listening to it from front to back for me, it just doesn't particularly flow very well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's just it doesn't work as a solid project. Okay. It's got solid songs, all that stuff, but like as a project to be one individual thing. Right. I'm just not sure it's as good as people think it is. Okay. Right. I just don't understand what people see in it that makes them go, it's one of the best albums ever. I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's in the eye of the beholder. No, I, I don't under, I don't. I, I just don't understand the reasoning for it. Because, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I'm presuming most people, if you go, hey... What's uh what? Why is Pet Sounds one of the best albums? People will just go, because it is. Because it was like really influential. And I'm there like, just because something is influential doesn't mean it's the best. And lot, I think lots of people's arguments for it being one of the best is because of its, you know, yeah, because of its. I don't want to say relevance because it isn't relevance isn't the word I'm looking for. It's sort of success, I think, was more down to the fact that it was something sort of new. Okay. You, you, could, you could also say that about the Beatles and most of what they were doing. Well, yeah, you could. And the, like, lots of the, lots of the stuff they did was, was also new as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. Beatles are pretty much exactly the same. They yeah. did yeah. something a bit new, and everyone liked it. You know, yeah. I can't describe why it's so good. I can't describe why I like their albums so much. But for me, what the Beatles did was a bit more new than what... Right. You know, obviously, at the time when they came out, yeah. Yeah. you probably could argue very easily that, you know, Pet Sounds was way more experimental than anything the Beatles had done up to that point. Yeah. But then when you've got the entirety of the Beatles back catalogue now, yeah. comparing it with someone going, it's like the most experimental thing, you know, I just don't see the yeah. fuss about it. I don't think people rate it to the other Beatles albums. I think they rate it to what was out at that point. That's certainly how yeah. I rate it. Which I can sort of understand. But I also rate it for the lyrical content and the meanings behind each song. Is this the one song? Is this the one album that you actually look at that 
Yes, this is the one album that I actually yeah. look at the lyrics because okay. it's some genius lyrics. Well, you know, I think the only really fair way of comparing stuff like that is if you get everything about like each album and then tot it up. Yeah. It's just, I don't, uh, again, I can't really describe why, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd much rather, like, obviously, again, I don't know if I can sit and talk about it like I am, because obviously we went around when it came out and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I I still feel I'd much rather sit down and listen to, you know, Rubber Soul in full than right. Pet Sounds in full. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm presuming you're probably going to disagree with me. But, you know, well, instead of sitting down going, going, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Good song. You still make me believe good it's a bit slow that's not me it's good don't talk it's probably the most pointless thing on the whole album um yeah i probably offended you there i don't like don't talk i just straight up find it boring um but again this isn't coming from someone who's i hate old music this is just i don't understand the whole yeah you know it's one of the best things ever because you know instead of sitting down and going to you know pet sounds i'd rather sit down and go oh drive my car into norwegian wood or into you won't see me and then like nowhere man you know yeah in my life you know michelle all kinds of things like that you know i don't know if it's because i i don't know if it's because the fact that You know, Pet Sounds is quite a... It takes a while to get through. Okay. Because, you know, especially for someone like me. Yeah, yeah. With the whole... Oh, they're a happy surf rock group going yeah. into this album and then just getting, like, like, what is it, seven songs? Yeah. Of just mostly mid-tempo sad stuff. And no, it's just an entire album of stuff like it is just a bit much. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, I know. I, I, I can't really name another album where the entire album is, you know, more mid tempo, slower stuff. Right. I think that's probably one of my main problems. You know, I wouldn't have a problem with putting nearly every one of the songs on like a playlist, and then if it came on, I'd go, oh, yeah, this song, it's pretty good. But again, it's like the uh, same with Sports Team earlier. My main problem is, as an album, it's just so long. It's not even that long. Yeah. yeah. It's like 18 minutes long, isn't it? What, Pet Sounds? Not 18 minutes. No, that's half of it. Um, bloody Pet Sounds is like, 38 minutes. Yeah. But to me, listening to it, it feels like it goes a lot slower. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, because I'm not able to sit there and go, oh, yes, well, yeah. Mm, and start like bopping my head to I don't think any of the songs make me want to go oh yeah and yeah. then like bop my head a bit yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, you know, uh, it's just again musically I don't understand it's not that 
it's not as interesting as people say it is. Right. Okay. So I, I'm I'm gonna go through some things now on my notes. Okay. I'm not gonna get schooled by Jared. You're not necessarily gonna get schooled. The, the, the ultimate lover. Oh, no, I'm not the no, ultimate not the lover ultimate. of this album. You're up, you're up I just there like it. The ultimate. Yeah. Um. So. so I'm gonna go from gonna the go beginning. beginning. So, so. Wouldn't it be wouldn't nice? It be nice? It's got a lot of good things in it. It's quite polyphonic in the way the music is. There's lots, like lot, lots of instruments in it. There's even a tempo change, which very unheard of. Um, but like the basic thing about it, it's like a story of an affair. Starts off happy, but by the time you get to the last verse, it, it like, it, it's like quite sad because he knows that. He's never gonna get to the point where he can be happy. If you're not like, you're never gonna get to the point where they can go out in public and be happy together. But then it finishes going back to the main speed with the full band doing the chorus, and like to me that just sort of shows that he has to put on a face even though he knows that it's probably never gonna happen or it's unlikely that it will happen. Etc. Et and, and stuff. stuff. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to go on to the large mix of instruments. instruments. Now, now, there was a lot of people lot recording, recording that recorded instruments on this album. You mean such instruments as orange juice cups? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Coke and cans. Yeah, Coke cans. So, so I'm going to go to Wouldn't It Be Nice? Be nice. The first track. Average cup. And I'll give you cup. a. <laughs> oh, what did you do on that album? I, I played the beverage cup. So I'm going to so give I you a list of the people, <laughs> or some of the people that played on this album. So Glockenspiel, Frank, yes, Glenn Campbell was on it. Uh, Frank Cap, Bell's Frank Cap, Percussion Frank Cap, Trumpet, Roy Cotton, Caton, Roy Caton, Timpany, Frank Cap. Accordion, Carl Fortina, Fortina, and Frank Morocco. Uh, the piano was played by Larry Cachell. Uh, piano, Al de Tori. He's a Tory. Tory. Uh, guitar, Bill Pittman, Barney Kessel, Ray Pol, Ray Polman, and Jerry Cole. String bass. Lyritz, Lyritz, Fender bass Fender guitar, bass Carol K, Kay. drums, Hal Blaine. It was engineered by a guy called Larry. Larry. So they're just so some they're of the. They're, 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 so they're, they're some they're of the people, people that were on the album, album notably. notably. Track, two, Track two, You Still Believe in Me. Pretty much the same people. Apart from Hal Blaine, who also played finger symbols on this song. Mm. And Glenn and Campbell, Campbell and Barney, and Barney Kessel, Kessel play 12 string acoustic. Fun. So basically, there were lots of musicians, like none of the Beat Boys recorded their instruments on this album, or I think the album after this, See, or the album that. before this. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that, that they didn't really play their own stuff. Yeah. And the people playing it have been on every song in the 60s and 70s, I believe. 
I was looking at Hal Blaine's discography, and it's literally... I think it was 3,500 different sessions that he's been involved in over mm -hmm. his long career until he died. So, uh, I mean, I don't think there's much else I can say about right. this album. Okay. You know, it for me, it's just an album that everyone loves that I just like. Right, okay. You know, I'm not going to sit here and go, no, this album's not good, because it is good. Yeah. It's just I don't like it as much as it appears everybody else. Yes. I'm again. I can't really describe why either. I just, it's just not clicking with me. Okay. Okay. I mean, and you know, I think this is literally actually. Well, no, we have quite a few differences. We just don't talk about them. Yeah. This is one of the only examples I can think of where you like something a lot more than me. Yeah. You know, I think there is a few examples. Yeah. You know, I know you like the Chili Peppers more than me. Well, not that much more. I don't like yeah, but you still much. you still like them more than me. Yeah. I. I think you have hatred for them. I used to think they were great, yeah. but now I really don't. They're below average. They're yeah. not even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few things. You know, even though we both really like them. I'd say you like Weezer more than me. Yeah, yeah. probably. Because yeah. you've listened to Weezer way more than I did. Yeah. yeah. Now I've, I've heard each of their albums a few times. Yeah. yeah. And I put some of their songs on playlists and stuff because they were like, you know, you got way more into Blink-182 than I ever did. Yeah. Just, just little things like that. But then again, we have things that I like more than you. Yeah. So, it's just one of them albums, isn't it? Yeah, it's some people like it, some people dislike it, some the, people the, like it more than others. For the most part, it's pretty on... For the most part, it's pretty universally loved. Yeah. It, it's just, I just think it's good. Yeah. It's not pretty good, it's not great, it's just good. Yeah. That's all I really have to say, really. Yeah. Quickly before we finish, I just yep. want to... So, you mentioned God Only Knows. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on what you said, partially because I can't remember what you said. I will do when we're editing this. But I just want to comment on the first few lines and how... I'm going to say genius. I know... You, I don't really think this song is genius, but I've so the first line it says, "I may not always love you, but as long as there are stars above you." So, so it was the co-writer of this album that put that first two lines in place. So it wasn't well. I think it Brian helped probably. Uh, so Tony Asher put these first two lines in. Um, and Brian was like, what sort of love song starts with I May Not Always Love You? But then I think that the rescuing with the second line, like it shocked people, it, it certainly shocked me when I heard this was a love song, went to listen to it, it says, I May Not Always Love You, what sort of love song is that? And then the second line, but as long as there are stars above you, just saves it. Apart from when it's cold, because there are stars when it's cold. Or is it the other way around? 
I think there's always been. Who knows? But yeah, that's, yeah that's some of the lyrical of content, the content and, and the things about the album, the album uh, very good. Very good. I especially like the instrumental break, which is banjo and harmonica in "I Know There's an Answer," which was written while Brian was on was on an acid trip, and the song was originally titled "Hold On to Hang On to Your Ego," but the lyric of the chorus was changed after concerns that it was LSD related. Fun, fun fact. Yeah, I, I do think, don't take this as, you know, a criticism yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I do think yeah. you'd probably get more out of some albums if you did the amount of detail you know on this album. Yeah. If you looked into some other albums, you might find some albums have a lot more in them than yeah. they look like. Yeah. Because obviously me not having you talking about all this stuff, I wouldn't have it. I expected this album to have so much stuff going on in it because yeah. it doesn't sound like it does but some albums do have a lot of s- stuff going yeah. on with them yeah so yeah that was Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys Jared's Pick yes yeah, yeah. Yes. that was a good one that was yeah. a decent discussion because it was actually a discussion yeah. of pretty much me raving about how I don't like this album very much <coughs> yeah it's another yeah. reason why I chose it because yeah. there'll be discussion. Right. See, I'm not going to lie. It'll be quite easy for me to pick something that I know you wouldn't like. And I know yeah. you'd come in and just go, yeah, I don't like it. Because, <laughs> you know, I could I could just I could just give you a behemoth album or something. And then you'd, I'd be yes. sat here going, it's so good. And then, yeah. yeah. The blast beats are cool. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that bit where they went into half-time, yay. Essentially. So, p- you picking Pet Sounds was... It's an album that is considered... That you consider a classic, I'm presuming. Yes. You you consider it a classic, but you knew I'd never really listen to it. Yeah. So I'm going to continue that trend. Right. With an album that I think is a classic. Okay. That, because you've told me... I know you haven't listened to in full. Right. So, for next week, yes. I'm going to ask you to listen to the album Turnstiles by Billy Joel. Right. It's his fourth album, and it was before The Stranger. So it was before he got really, really popular. So this was when right. he was still popular, but not mega superstar level. Yeah. And um, it has some exceptionally good pop songs. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll give you a hint. You, you've heard one of the, at least one of the songs on this album. Yeah. Because this album's got New York State of Mind on it. Yeah. You know, and all I'd say is, you know, track six is one of my favourite pop songs ever written. Yeah. Prelude slash Angry Young Man. Yes. And uh, track two. Has one of my favourite vocal harmonies, well not harmonies, vocal melodies ever. Right, okay. Summer, okay. Comma Highland Falls, the verse melody for me is mwah. Yes. So yeah, right. I thought I'd continue the trend of album that I thought was a classic that I know you'd not really heard. Because yes. then next week, either you can continue the trend, which I'm presuming we won't, 
or most well, likely you can you can just pick whatever you want. I might I might have a look on that Rolling Stones list. Oh God. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, yes. Thanks, people, for listening. Um, next week, we will be covering, obviously, as we just said, Turnstiles by Billy Joel, and yeah. honestly, I don't know what else, because I'm well, not sure I, what I, comes I, out next week, if anything. I don't. I don't think we should say it, because then if it, we get it wrong again and we don't want to do the album. <laughs> Then we don't have to apologise. So, mm-hmm. we're going to be covering some albums. They'll either be brand new or, or albums that came out at some point this year. Yes. On top of Turnstiles by Billy Joel, I'm interested to see Jared's opinions on it. Yes. Because I know, I know that you appreciate some sort of cheesy pop music that's not really cheesy once you listen to it. Yes. I know that. So. Do I have to do yeah. the entire intro? Because I have the stuff with all the details on it. Intro or outro? Outro. I, <laughs> I mean, I could do it. Well, do you know what you're saying? Well, sort of. Okay. Well, you go I'll and I'll pl- correct you I'll if correct you get it wrong. I'll just plug the stuff, don't I? Yeah. Let's keep this in. Then people see that yeah. it's stupid yeah. and schedule stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm going to do that classic bit that I've done every week so far. Thanks for listening. Or not. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um... Uh, so yeah, if you enjoy this, go follow our Instagram page. We don't have much up at the moment, but we will do soon. Um, if you have any requests for albums for us to cover, then uh, Jared, what's the email? Uh, it is for discussion's sake podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, or you can just DM us on Instagram at. Um, uh, four underscore no, discussions. No, wrong. wrong. Is it not underscore? No, it's for oh, discussion sake. Underscore podcast. Oh, yeah, I got rid. I got. I got rid of the underscores, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. It's the band so, one that's underscores. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. If you have any requests, email the email yeah. Jared said, or go to for discussion sake podcast on Instagram. Yeah. DMs. Um, we are also in a band. It's the shameless self-plug moment um, where we will be soon releasing stuff and posting all kinds of stuff. So if you're interested in that, go follow us on Instagram at we underscore are underscore all underscore outposts. And that's round about it from us, isn't it, yeah. from this week? Yeah, you should go follow all the bands that we reviewed today, but not the Beach Boys. Don't follow the Beach Boys. If you want to follow anyone, follow Brian Wilson. We don't want to follow Mike Love, because that would, well, it'd mean he'd be able to sue more people, wouldn't he? Flipping it. Yeah, right. good point. Yeah, so... I don't know whether Kevin said about the lawsuits, but we won't go into that now to finish, but I'll tell him after. Okay. Right. So it's goodbye from me. Yeah. Bye. Bye.